I need someone to show me my place in all this. Hello there. Welcome to a very special episode of the Finger Guns podcast, where myself and Mr. Miles Thompson, a guy right Gerald there. Kenobi. That was a great I've done better. You were the chosen one. <laughs> I loved you. You were supposed to destroy the Sith, not join them. Uh, sorry. I can't wait for this. Oh, my favorite line in all of Star Wars. <laughs> Bring balance to the Force, not leave it in darkness. I hate you. You are my brother, Anakin. <laughs> I loved you. My gift is my song. Oh, wait, that's me on Rouge. Okay, sorry. You, you, you've rehearsed getting... that quite a bit, haven't you? <laughs> I have it on a t-shirt. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I've got that entire entire speech on a t-shirt. Fair play. I like that. I'm a big fan of that particular moment. Um, but yes, we're talking all about Lego Star Wars. The Skywalker Starga TT Games' latest release. And... Well, we thought we'd do a big old gushy podcast about it. Because <laughs> why not? Why not? We're both fairly big fans of the game. And uh, yeah, we're just going to talk about why for at least four or five hours. Um, <laughs> Minimum. So strap in. It's going to be pretty <laughs> intense. Um, Miles, how you doing? Good, thank you, mate. Good. So I've uh, actually just finished Back for Blood on Veteran, which, wow, you know, was I feel like is a real achievement. I think only uh, on... PlayStation profiles, I think only like 10% of people have managed to do it who've played the game. So mm. I feel like it's quite an achievement on that side. So yeah, pretty pleased. Nice. Well done, sir. <laughs> yeah, it was a slog. Yeah, I bet it was. Yeah, it was kind of painful. <laughs> Luckily, the bots are literally like laser terminators now. There's only like two levels they used to solve, but the rest was all right. Oh, okay. but, uh, so yeah, not too bad. Thanks, mate. How are you? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Got a little bit of, uh, well, I say I've got a bit of time off. I've had today off back in tomorrow. <laughs> A whole day, yeah, yeah. It's not even twenty four hours. That's the that, that's the crazy thing. That is rough, but uh, I'm all right. Otherwise, I'm fine. Good. I'm fine. Happy to talk about Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. Um, I haven't got any questions about Back for Blood, so we should probably just move on. Don't bother. Me. There's nothing to ask. It's still shit. Don't bother. <laughs> so you shoot zombies, huh? Uh, yay! Guns, <laughs> <and> zombies, and. <laughs> Stuff any new zombies? No, no, just rehashed oh, slightly no. different looking versions of the same zombies you've always fought. Yeah, uh, welcome to the uh, Bat for Blood DLC uh spoiler special. <laughs> Can we not? Can we just not? <laughs> if I if I brought that up with you, but like, you know what, Ross, it's not worth it, mate. There's nothing to I, talk about. I wouldn't even say anything, I would probably just hang up. If you were like, actually, this was a wow. trick to get you to talk about Back for Blood, I would probably just leave. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't even announce my departure, I'd just be gone. And uh, just introducing now the game director of Back for Blood. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Please don't hate me painting your game, I promise. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, should we talk about Lego Star Wars instead? Let's talk about a good game instead. Yeah, let's do that. So how are you doing with Lego Star Wars? What do you think about it overall? I really what? enjoy it. Yes. Really, really loved it so far. I just finished all the movies, not yesterday, 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 I want to say. Um and it was a ride. Like, they pack a lot in. I, I kind of got what you said when you talked about how it's like a, a real fast track through every movie. But I feel like every like note of every movie that I remember being important is hit. Like, somehow they managed to do it in such a condensed format. And I was really impressed of, like, how they managed to shove it all into such, such like, a contained campaign. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've loved it. There are a couple of bits that didn't great on me but started to get a little bit like okay we're doing this again all right um but on the whole i thought it was just a really fun nostalgic like it even does the sequel it somehow makes the sequel movies better than those movies actually are and i think if you can take three terrible movies well not three force awakens is okay but if you can take those three movies and make them fun to play you've done something pretty good one terrible movie one, en- one entertaining movie and one very good movie. We're not going to get into that right now. Uh, that's a different podcast. That's a very different podcast. Yeah, there were moments I was playing for it today. I'm trying to get True Jedi on every level. Hmm. Uh, just going back in now, I've got some some stud multipliers. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, doesn't get any better. Doesn't get any better. I'm on times eight, I think, and it's when glorious. You, when you pick up one stud and it's like a hundred thousand, it's oh. like oh, 
oh, oh those are the moments that you it literally like pings the whole bar you like pick up yeah. your first batch it's like <laughs> ding and it's like sick love that <laughs> yeah i jump back into uh the last jedi and there's a level in there it's like the um the, the jail breakout with finn and yeah. um and it's like I didn't enjoy that level. It wasn't fun. No, it's not. You just run around a circle doing loads of boring shit. <laughs> yeah, and I just ran around again. Um, it's more fun in free play because you can do all the um, like all the little side things and mm. get the mini kits and things like that. Um, so it is. It, it's more fun when you do it as a Mandalorian. I, t- I can at least confirm totally that. Agree. Um, totally agree. Every like free area I could, I was like, Mando, come on, get in the party. <laughs> Fuck off, C three PO. Like this is Mando's time. Yeah. Oh, have you got the uh, the DLC, the Rogue One DLC, and all that? Yeah, I got I got all of them as well, which is pretty cool, actually. The fact that the yeah that we got that, so yeah, it's good times. Yeah, yeah, I was running around as Jin Erso earlier. That was fun, <laughs> as you do. Yeah, yeah, I Jin Erso and I had Luke Skywalker with Yoda on his back. Oh, that's yeah, that's that, that's a character apparently. Apparently, it's the character now. They've merged two characters into one, and they're calling it a new character. That's how it rolls. Yeah. How far are you doing um, in terms of progress? So I think on the galaxy, like the whole overall, I think I was like 40%, 50% when I finished the movies. Um, but obviously, a lot of your progress comes from completing the movies as is. So I feel like the other 50% is going to take like quadruple the amount of time this has taken. Um I've done some of the side stuff as I've gone, but I quickly gave up doing like, you know, all the little side quests and missions you can get. Like there's so many of them. And I was like, I'm just going to leave all this. There was like a point I got to, I think it was after the prequel movies. And I was like, kept going to stuff and being like, can't do that. Can't do that yet. Taking on that mission. Don't know where I'm supposed to do that yet because I've not found the planet. And I was like, this is pointless. And so the best advice I would probably give anyone coming into it is to actually just ignore basically everything off the main path until you finish the movies so that you can actually do most of it. Um, And I feel like there's going to be a real cathartic satisfaction of like going to Tatooine and just doing like the 50 billion things that you can do on Tatooine like all at once. So, yeah, it's been... um, it's, it's quite interesting because obviously uh, pretty much every Lego game follows that formula of like all the side stuff basically unobtainable until you've unlocked X amount of characters. I feel like yeah. this one really goes all in, like nice. even most of the mini kits I couldn't get most of the time. It is absurdly enormous, this game. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> That's like, no moon. <laughs> something that they've um, obviously one, one of the staples of the Lego games has always been the gold bricks. And yeah. you know the gold bricks you can collect here. They're not gold bricks. They're kyber bricks. Yep. Which and cool. there's 1,166 of them. Mm-hmm. I've just cleared 200. Really? I'm on yeah. like 330, I think. Jesus fucking Christ, this guy. I it's the God. space ones. The space ones give you five at a time just for shooting the comet down above every planet. Really? Yep. If right. you go into the space of every planet, there's a comet, and if you shoot it, it gives you five bricks every time. God damn. Yeah, so Didn't know you, that. That's probably where my other hundred is. <laughs> <laughs> just ignore my review, okay? Just forget about it. Forget it was it was ever there. Um, I'm doing all right for characters. I'm about 75% of the way through, I think. Okay. Obviously, it's 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 much easier once you've gone through all the movies. Yes. Um collecting characters is a fairly simple thing to do. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, but I've been I've been doing free play run Coruscant uh, mostly um recently. Okay. And Coruscant is much bigger than I thought it was. Yeah, it's I just was... a massive open world, especially the federal district. It's, it's freaking huge. It's like what, like five different areas of it you mm. can go to as well. Like it's not even just the one open section. Like I remember there's like a part of episode three we have to travel between like four different parts of it. And I was like, how much of this fucking planet did they build? Like this is ridiculous. So it's quite impressive to be fair. Yeah, yeah. I think it it shows off why this game took as long as it did. Yeah. Um, I think we're talking like four or five years, which is for a Lego game is quite unheard of. I think, mm-hmm. um, particularly one that was announced and then didn't come out like until at least three years later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, God, I've still got so much to do, but I don't mind. I'm not in any no. rush. You know, I've got plenty no. of time. It's that kind of game that, like, despite it being, I think most games. I remember playing the Saboteur back in like whenever that came out, like 2009, and it had like 2,000 collectibles, things to do, whatever. And I just remember it taking like dozens and dozens of hours to do it. And it was such a slog. 
Whereas with this, I kind of finished the movies and I've done like, you know, 60% of each like level for each movie or whatever. And I just was like, you know what? I'm actually kind of keen to jump back in with all the random throwing collection of characters. There's like, how many characters? Like 200, 300 characters? Some stupid. Um, uh, yeah, 380. That was it. Yeah. And I was just like, I can't wait to just watch like someone who's completely out of place in this movie just fight Darth Maul in like the Jewel <laughs> of the Fates or whatever. Um, yeah, it just doesn't feel like a burden. You know, you walk around the planets and stuff and some of the the little challenges that you have to do, little puzzles you have to solve. Some of them are actually quite, I'm not going to say they're difficult because they're not, but some of them are actually quite engaging and quite involved, which isn't typical of side content. Normally it's filler, boring, useless stuff, but you actually find some of the best and most creative, I guess, challenges or puzzles outside of the main stories, which, you know, like you said, I think it shows how much time and effort's gone into making this an actual enjoyable experience. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's phenomenal in terms of scope. Yeah, that's for sure. I think, um, you yeah, know, like I said about Coruscant, it's like, it's just enormous. And it's not even the fact, the areas you can go to, mm-hmm. you know, if if you look on the horizon, you know, it just goes on and on and on and on. Obviously, you can't, <laughs> you can't go to all these places, but it's just so pretty. Yeah. And they've really made an effort to make everything look tremendous. Yeah. Well, yeah I've, got a, I've got a yellow hand solo. Hand <laughs> solo. Um, I think what impressed me the most is that some of these planets, like, um, oh, what was the one I was thinking of? Like, Actu or whatever. Mm. We've only seen, like, we've seen chunks of it in the movies, but they've had to turn it into, like, scenes taken out of context and somehow merged into, you know, what your mind fills out, what that area planet looks like. Yeah. And they've actually created entire, like, landscapes, entirely new geometry. Like, you know, you land on Geonosis and it's like an entirely... It feels like a whole new location to explore mm. because obviously we've seen Geonosis in the movies and games and stuff, but never quite fleshed out into a place, if that makes sense. And No, absolutely. This is what I said in my review. It's like, Acto was a great example because we mm. saw such a small part of that yeah. in the films. But here, it's like a, it's like a little town and like a little village. <laughs> you know, there's people that live on this mountain with Luke Skywalker and it really fleshes it out. And I think that must be so much fun for developers Mm -hmm. to get to do that to put their own kind of stamp on the canon that's it yeah but it all feels really authentic like there was never any part of a level that i saw and thought oh that doesn't look in in the right place or that looks you know like not in fitting with the theme like you can tell this was created by people who have probably watched the movies and read everything there is to read and seen everything there is to see and you know they've almost kind of absorbed themselves into the universe so they know what they're doing when they're creating it and yeah, I, I stopped a few times, actually. It's rare I ever do this, but I stopped a few times. A Corazon was one of them where I walked out of it and I saw, like like you said, the draw distance. And I was like, Jesus, this! I want a game. I want these guys to make this game, but like a real life version. I want like a Jedi Fallen Order version of this game. Like, yeah, because <laughs> um, I was just so impressed with it. Some of it's really spectacular looking for a Lego game. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, I'm quite, I'm quite surprised that Cal Kessis isn't in this game actually somewhere. Oh, yeah, that's a fair show, actually. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. even just like a cameo. Yeah, I mean, they've got the Mando stuff. They've got the Rogue One stuff. They're not part of the, you know, quote-unquote Skywalker saga. Yeah, true. But they're um, they're here anyway, so it would have been cool. Maybe he's going to be an expansion down the line. We'll get uh, him and... What was the droid called? Uh, BD-4. BD-40? Yeah, BD-4E, I think. Something like that. If you know, do write into things. <laughs> but the droid's cool, so I hope that they bring the droid in too, because, uh, yeah, droid's awesome. Um, yeah. The one thing I did, I was interested to see what you thought about, is, like, in between, like, the missions, you're obviously plopped, like, onto the open-worldy bit of, say, Tatooine, and then you run between these points. You can activate, basically, cutscenes that progress the story forward. And then you might do like the odd menial task or like a random little battle or something. One thing I started to notice was that, particularly on Act 2, it really started to irk me because you effectively run around Act 2 about four times before you actually move on to like a proper level. And I started to get the point of like, could you not have just not made me run around going from A to B pointlessly for like... 20 minutes could i not have done something more interesting in this time or could you have just made it an email um (laughs) so 
I wanted to I wondered what you thought of that because that was something that started to not bother but it did start to get on me a little bit by the end um I definitely see what you're saying and the first time around I wasn't too fussed because I was so happy just kind of exploring and just mm. kind of running around and trying to get as many studs as like you know like your first run of a Lego game yeah, what you're yeah. doing is trying to get as many studs <laughs> as you possibly can because <laughs> yeah. it's like a hundred for a gray oh god this is gonna take forever <laughs> yeah um but you know it's um that's part of it I mean I don't I don't think it really bothered me so much because I think by the time I was there um like I said to you you know I steamrolled mm-hmm. the um the level missions um initially just because I didn't have enough time really to kind of soak it all in properly yeah because uh, of the review embargo but what I found interesting about especially actor like I said is that the fact that it was populated and the fact that there was things to do mm-hmm. and people to see people to talk to everywhere mm-hmm. And so, and sort of having kind of like Lego old Luke Skywalker following you is <laughs> is always quite fun. So no, it didn't bother me so much, I don't think. But okay, not, not a lot of this game does bother me that much, except for you know the odd level. Um, yeah, I had to free play the um, the flight fights, the flight fight, <laughs> the with, flight fight um, between Django Fett and Obi Wan. Oh, that mission! Oh my god, it's just too long. TT it games suck. Yeah, it's just it gets oh, it gets tedious within the first yeah. couple minutes. Never mind the third time you have to shoot him down again. Yeah, yeah it, that wasn't my favorite bit, but uh, and it really annoyed me that I had to play it again on free play. <laughs> I was like, oh god, I sort of made it. My that's probably the only the only level so far I've completely one hundred percented. So I was like, oh. I've got to do it again. I'm just going to get it all done and I never yeah. have to come back. <laughs> do it all in one, never have to yeah. do it again. Yeah, I feel yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that moment wasn't a favourite. Did you get that bit in The Rise of Skywalker where uh, Rey needs to get to the Death Star? Yes. And, or the wreckage of the Death Star. Yeah, and the, the skippy bit. Yeah, but just this yeah. cutscene of, of the water. <laughs> It was really weird. It felt so like out of place. Seconds. But like you can go left and right, but that's mm. all you could do. You can't do anything else. You just watch the skip bob on this water for a bit and then it just skips to another cutscene. I was like, could that not have just been in the cutscene? Like, yeah. why, why did you give me control to go left or right for 10 seconds and then weirdly transition through? Was it like a weird loading screen or something? It's like there's no HUD or anything. So you think, okay, it's no. cutscene. Then nothing happens. They're like, oh, wait, oh, I can move. Okay. Wait, what? What? Why though? It was so yeah. confusing. It was a weird choice on their part, I think. That was odd. And yeah, I found um I really liked how they did some parts of it. So like the Captain Phasma fight I thought was brilliant considering mm. how non-climactic that fight actually is in the movie. <laughs> and I guess if you're listening to this, you're probably aware we're gonna talk about loads of stuff. So this might be a slight spoiler, but don't listen for the next minute, I guess, if you don't want it spoiled. But effectively, the fight is a bit... It reminded me of the Mr. Freeze fight in Batman, in that not obviously that intense or detailed or cool, but where you effectively have, like, different ways to damage her, but you can't directly damage her. You can't just, like, shoot at her. She's on a platform, and you can, like, shoot the TIE fighters above to drop them on her, or you, like, shoot an exhaust so that the fire comes up beneath her. Um, there was one where you can, like, break down the barriers, build a turret, and then it fires straight through. I was like... That's really cool, actually. I quite like that because it doesn't really tell you what to do. It just sort of makes it obvious that you have options and that you're obviously just not meant to shoot at her. Mm. Um, So that kind of stuff, I was like, they got really creative in some parts and actually made some of the fights more interesting. But I found like the the Darth Maul fight, as much as I love like (laughs) the idea and the, the music behind it and everything else, they kind of there's like filler bits between the actual fight. And I was like, I don't, I don't yeah. want to do these filler bits. I want to fight Darth Maul. I'm in a really <laughs> cool climactic moment. Let me just have my time. Um, and I kind of wish they'd, you know, honed in on maybe making the combat system just a little bit more in depth so that they could have, you know, had it been more mechanically interesting rather than, oh yeah, you beat the shower more for the first health bar. Here's a random little puzzle bit, fight a couple of enemies. So here's a second phase where he does the same thing again i would have preferred one two three phases but where he adds like an extra move or two just to give you something more to think about um so yeah that was the that was another thing that you know i think looking back on it having played it, i was like they kind of the combat encounters repeat because the enemies use all the same moves over and over yeah. if that makes sense yeah yeah you just want your dark Souls star wars game don't you 
I do. I just I want Jedi Fallen Order, <laughs> but this world that they've made. I want all the worlds and all the planets, and I want Jedi Fallen Order on all of it. You want Lego yeah. Jedi Fallen Order? Yeah. I mean, what's not to love? Everyone would buy that. It's true. It's true. <laughs> we need Elden Ring with a Star Wars, you know, aesthetic universe yeah. world. That's basically Jedi, isn't it? Basically yeah. Jedi Fallen Order. Pretty much. That's it's what, what we need. Yeah, the combat is interesting. It's not... I, I think it's, it's certainly an improvement upon earlier Lego games. Oh, definitely. And they've definitely taken it back to the drawing board in some way. And mm. um, I like I like the way that it, you know, it, it doubles and triples your uh, stud count. Yeah. And depending on which button you use, I think that's um, that's pretty awesome. But yeah, I did the Darth Maul fight again today. And uh, the Jordan of the Face doesn't really work when you got to climb up lifts. And <sighs> it just kind of kind of ruins the momentum somewhat. Oh, it really did. And the bit where like, he breaks the bridge and you've got to like go to the side to get a part for the bridge to get over it. And I was like, mm. I'm fighting Darth Maul, man. This should be much cooler than me. I'm going to fix it down <laughs> bridge to walk over like slowly. Um, mm. And I found it as well, even like the climactic fight in Rise of the Skywalker, like, you know, you've got Sidious there and they could have done something quite interesting as that boss battle. But instead, it's just like a wave of here's a boss enemy you kill them here's another boss enemy now you talk to kylo here's a boss enemy kill him like it's just like the same enemy type using the same moves repeated for like 10 minutes and i was like this i feel like this should have just been a bit more fun if that makes sense yeah um but it's all very competent it all works well there was never a time i got bored or uninterested i think just by the end of the nine movies i was like i've seen and done this like eight times before now Mm. i think i get the idea so yeah, I think it just needed that little bit of extra depth just to make it that bit more like, yeah, cool, this is the end of the movies, this feels awesome kind of thing. I think with that and Django Fett and everything, what we're saying is the boss fights are a bit dragged out. Yeah. And they're, yeah. they're, they're not as long. Well, no, they're too long. Yeah. Really. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Like the... um, oh, I, can't, I never remember the name of the guards, but after you kill Snoke in The Last Jedi and you got the red guards, what, what, what are they, they called, called again? Anyway. That bit's way too long as well. What? What? Hold on, I'm going to Google that. What's Snoke's All right, guards? you Google it. Someone's going to be listening to this like, come on, guys. <laughs> they do have a name. I just, it just, it's falling out of my head. Oh, it's the Elite Praetorian Guard. Ah, the Elite Praetorian Guard, of course. That's it. That's the that's one. That's catchy. Yeah, that's easy going. Thank you, Ryan Johnson. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that, that, that scene in the film is freaking awesome. Yeah. And it was fun to play it. But Kylo didn't do his fun lightsaber in the eye around the yeah. shoulder bit. I know it's Lego, so no one really dies in Lego games, but yeah, that would have been cool to add. But yeah, that was stretched out as well. So yeah, I think overall, yeah, there's a pattern emerging about what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Boss fights were too long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could have yeah. shortened them down a little bit or done something a bit interesting for like their second or third phases or whatever. Yeah. I suppose um, it's weird that you can you can choose how you play through the game, can't you? So mm-hmm. There's like this three options for your yeah. quote unquote last boss, you know. So, oh, yeah, that's true, actually. I, I looked at it, way. I looked at it like you know, um, Palpatine was, was my final boss of the game, yeah, but it might not be someone else's, it might be someone's first like boss of the game, or oh, yeah, it could be they could be fighting Maul for the last. I don't know yeah. why you'd do it that way, but Maul could be your last boss fight of the game, I guess, couldn't it? Yeah, I guess it depends which one's your favorite, or you know. I've had people speaking to me like, what are you doing now? Oh, I'm doing doing it chronologically. It's like, yep, that's the way to do it, I think. Yep, absolutely. agreed. Yep. One, two, three, four, four, six, seven, eight, nine. Why would you do it any other way? Just makes um, sense. Then I've got some people like, oh, yeah, I'm not playing the sequel level. So, oh, <laughs> so like I said, though, they've actually got some good content in this. Well, you're going to miss a third of the game then, aren't you, you idiots? <laughs> <laughs> and they've genuinely made some of the parts better than they are in the movie. Like I said, the first yeah. fight was brilliant. I was, mm. you know, when I got to that, I was like, damn, fair play. This is ingenious, really, with what you had to work with. Um, but yeah, I guess you kind of touched on something quite interesting as well, because I saw um a bit of like a video or like an article or something, I can't remember what it was. Um, but it was showing like the the original Lego Star Wars um of Phantom Menace. And how they did like the Darth Maul killing Qui Gon scene, and I watched it back and I was like, "Damn, that was that shit was dark." Like they they actually do it, you know. You see his eyes go crossed and everything, so he's dead. And I was like, "Oh," and it was much closer to like, uh, like frame by frame, exactly how it happens in the movie. 
Whereas in this one, it just goes a bit balls to the wall. He saws Maul in half, and then his head comes at him with the lightsaber still, and Qui-Gon's not really dead. I think he just gets kicked or something or whatever. And so you, you can see like the development in terms of how they do the stories now, whereas before they were very like attached to doing it scene by scene, frame by frame, exactly as it was. Yeah. Whereas this time around, they almost kind of take a free license to just be like, there's the scene. We've got the same characters-ish. Like, mm. and then we're just going to do what we want with the scene. Um, and it is a lot more slapsticky, like the <laughs> the bit where Han dies, you know, and he like turns the lightsaber on the wrong way and he cuts the hole in for himself and then cut um Kylo just like boots him down, kind of thing. Mm. You know, they they've taken a lot of liberty with it, but in quite a fun way. But yeah, I wondered if some people might be a bit like, why didn't you just stick close to the source material? But I feel like that's kind of Lego's fun is that they can just take the piss in whatever way they want. And I think this game is for eight year olds. That's why that, that is also true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't be having Qui-Gon getting stabbed through the gut. It's not no. okay. No, it's, it's CT games is what they do. Isn't it? Their sense of humor. Um, there's, there's a lot of meta stuff, a lot of in jokes for, mm-hmm. for fans, particularly in the sequels. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite ones is I remember after the force awakens came out, um, spoilers for the force awakens, but you know, whatever. Um, should have watched it by now yeah. if, if you're ever going yeah. to um, obviously hand dying is the big thing in The Force Awakens but the bit following that where Ray and everyone comes oh, back oh yeah and Ray <laughs> and Leia hugs Ray, and and everyone goes why the fuck didn't she hug Chewbacca <laughs> and there's a scene there's a bit in this <laughs> where Leia goes to hug Ray, and Chewbacca's like what the fuck <laughs> yeah he's like looking at her next to her and he's like um hello it's so funny, and it just reminded me of of that time where people were just really pissed. Yeah, that Ray yeah. got the hug and not not Chewbacca. I feel like they did it with the prequels as well because we always spoke about it when Chris and Ethan were on the pod as well, where they went ultra fucking like Jar Jar everywhere, like he's in every part of that that section of the game, and then you get to the scene with like Dooku and Anakin, and the only thing he says is "Do it." And I was like, you've just you've just gone for the meme. Like, you've just gone for whatever meme there is in any particular scene, and that's the only part that you're putting in. You're skipping out everything else. Um, but actually, I quite appreciate that, because the do it thing has been, like, a real meme between my friendship group for, like, years. Um, so when I heard it, I was like, nice. I appreciate that. Nice. And um, I remember when you go into, like, Palpatine's office as Anakin at one point, like, if you look around on the sides, he's just got loads of portraits of himself, but as a Sith, and it's like all the Jedi are like staring up at these portraits of him as a Sith. Like, huh, I wonder if the Sith will ever return. And I was like, fair play. So I quite like some of the the more subtle bits that you have to go out your way to kind of spot and stuff. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the the beauty of DT games. They put so, so much stuff in the background. Yeah. It's like you were watching a cutscene and something will be happening in the background. And <laughs> it's, like, it's a lot more interesting than what they're talking about. <laughs> It's like you got to pay attention to like what's going on behind the main characters always in, in cutscenes with TT games. That's it. It's always pretty funny. Yeah, you almost need to play through like three times just so you can see everything going on in every scene. Yeah. Like, because otherwise you just will always miss something or other that you won't have yeah. seen the first time around. I need to catch up on my Star Wars memes because I'm I'm sure that there's a few that I've not picked up on or missed. There's so many. The traitor one from the sequels as well with um the first order fight with finn um when they go to visit mas mas canada canada mm-hmm. yeah that one um yeah the whole like trainer like that whole part they did that they do it then when kylo gets finds uh finn and ray at the end of the force awakens as well um yeah i just throughout them i was like did you just it's almost like someone gave them the script but took out everything that wasn't a meme and then was just like there you go. There's your script. It's all memes. <laughs> Just turn it into some kind of story that fits for Star Wars, and you're good. Yeah. Um, but no, I thought it was it was good fun. It was it's very silly. It's slapstick as you'd expect. Um, but there is some genuinely quite funny bits in it. I thought. Yeah, absolutely. Have you been watching Moon Knight? Not yet. That is something I do actually want to check out though. Okay. Because as I was playing through the sequels, whenever Poe Dameron had a conversation or had any dialogue. Obviously, played by Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Um, and his character in Moon Knight, or one of them, is um, is a very kind of like Cockney London oh. guy, and he talks like this a lot, and it's very funny. And so when, <laughs> whenever, whenever he talks, 
whenever he talked in in the game, all I could do was repeat it, but in that accent, <laughs> I was like, "We've got the the torch to light the fire to burn the first order down." And I did it basically the entire time. Everything he said. BBA, I really like you. Where have you been, mate? Oh. <laughs> and I couldn't stop myself. But uh, yeah. Oh, awful. Stop, go watch Moon Knight. What are you doing? I know. I need to do it. And there's lots that I need to watch. I haven't watched the book of Boba Fett yet. I really want to watch that. Nah, yeah. No, no, I've heard mixed things. But Boba Fett was like cool character. You know, I really want to watch, watch episode it. four, five, and six. Skip that's all you that's all you need to do <laughs> yeah so i've got to get around to watching those but i guess what tt games need to do is just release an audio pack with him revoicing his lines and in, in a cockney <laughs> accent problem solved that'll be it once you've seen moon knight everything i just said will be a lot funnier hopefully <laughs> yeah it'll all make, it'll make a lot, a lot more sense, sense. <laughs> but um yeah yeah those are those are moments that were just quite it was me just sitting on my own on my sofa i was, like, I was just chuckling to myself that'd be funny <laughs> It'll be funny if Poe Dameron talked like that. We we need to get that now. We need that as an audio pack. It's got one eight seven. Um, FN. Huh? How about Finn? <laughs> oh God, I don't even think I'll be able to cope. I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> We've ruined the entire game and movies. Yeah, it probably would actually. To be fair. Yeah. But um, not much. Not not much more can ruin the Rise of Skywalker. Let's be honest with that. <sighs> Nothing really. I don't think anything could ruin what is a tragic mess to start with. Yeah. See, I've always been. I am. I liked the Force Awakens. It was a fun, entertaining couple hours. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's great in it. The Last Jedi, I think, is probably my favorite Star Wars movie. I'm just going to throw that out there right now before anyone starts. All right. Well, I mean, it, it, it's your funeral, mate. <laughs> I said it when it came out. I said it when it came out. I said I walked out and I was like, that was fucking smart because that was a clever movie. It did not go the way I thought it was. Much like Luke Skywalker said in the trailer. And I was like, whatever, Luke Skywalker, it's Star Wars. It's just formulaic by the numbers. But no, last year I blew my fucking mind. I was like, what the hell is happening? It was great. And then the Rise of Skywalker was just retconning everything that I liked about The Last Jedi. And yeah. Yeah. I think if you can see like roughly how long people listen to a podcast for, I wonder if in that moment you're going to see the sharp spike decline from the <laughs> moment you said <laughs> that The Last Jedi is your favourite Star Wars movie. I reckon there's going to be a hurt love abuse at just that moment and then a sharp decline in, in listeners. <laughs> it's going to be 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50. Because 50% of people love The Last Jedi. 50% mm-hmm. of people don't, you yep. know? Um, I think it's a I think it's a very smart movie. And um Paul hated it with his entire being. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me for some reason. <laughs> so that was so that's always a fun conversation to have. <laughs> I um... yeah, Rise was a, a huge disappointment, but I had a lot of fun retreading it through the lens of Lego. Yeah, I think through. that's it. Like because for me, The Force Awakens, I was the same, thought it was a good fun, decent movie. It retreads literally episode four, literally scene for scene word for word, story beat for story beat. But I was all right with that. We hadn't had Star Wars in a long time. I was cool with that. Last Jedi, I initially had the same reaction as you. And then as soon as I walked out of the cinema, I started to think about what happened. I was like, none of that shit made any sense to me whatsoever. I don't even, why? And the more I thought about it, the more I thought myself out of liking it, I think. And I wonder if that's what maybe a few people had of like the initial surprise and shock and response and whatever was quite cool and there were a couple of good fight scenes in it as well and then i just wonder if actually like it didn't fit with a lot of established law it kind of broke a lot of kind of rules i guess that star wars had had and stuff that's why and, it's so interesting miles i think that's why though people don't like it because it kind of you know well, it's it, not a popcorn blockbuster <laughs> movie like the force awakens was but i did really enjoy it while I was in the cinema, it was only when I started to think about it a bit more. And I was like, actually, I'm not I'm not too sure. I'm not that keen on it anymore, I don't think. But I haven't watched it again since. So I don't know if maybe if I watched it again, I'd feel different. Rise of Skywalker was just pure Michael Bay, like, do whatever the hell. We just got to finish this trilogy and get out the door kind of thing. And it was just a bit of a joke. Um, but yeah, like you said, it was interesting to actually go through, you know, these films, which are quite universally not appreciated would be an understatement 
but actually they are made fun in this context you know with the lego spin on it the slapstick humor the it almost kind of makes a joke of what the films are like like at one point there's a bit where you're escorting like ray with kylo isn't there and if you like go off into another room she's like why do we keep taking detours and he's like yeah. we gotta go do this and she's like we gotta go do this and i was like <laughs> sake, like why is that funny it shouldn't be but it is and i actually saw something about this where someone said like they made ray even more annoying in the game than they said in the movie and i was oh, like God. but that's kind of the joke of the two of them like they're just two mm. broody miserable teenagers trying to figure out their way in life and that's exactly the kind of joke a teenager who's moody and broody would make like and I was like, that's kind of the point of what they're riffing on. Like, that's mm. the point of the joke. So, yeah, I felt like some of it might have been fair. But I think in this context with what they've done with it, they've just played on, you know, all the perspectives people already had with it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And shout out to whoever uh, Ray's voice actor was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she sounded just like Daisy Ridley. <laughs> yeah. Some of them are really close. Some of them are awful, but some, yeah, of, some them of them are really, really, really close. Um is it Qui Gon's who's really bad? Oh yeah, like Qui Gon's, Qui -Gon's was nowhere near like at all. Yeah. Um, I don't think Anakin's was. Adult Anakin's wasn't. No, his wasn't was that good. Sidious's was all right. I found Sidious's was pretty good. Mm. Um, I think with Palpatine, they just found anyone. Yeah, they're like, can you go? There <laughs> you go. Yeah, I can do that. All right, you're hired. <laughs> Unlimited Sith. <laughs> yeah, Palpatine's actually quite easy too. You just got to go like low tone and just spout it. Yeah, yeah. Poe Dameron's I thought wasn't too bad, but then again, I was just voicing over it the entire time. Yeah, I was going to say it doesn't really count if he's got a Cockney accent when he doesn't actually have that. Somehow, Palpatine has returned. <laughs> what a great line of dialogue that is! It's like, well done, JJ Abrams. You haven't thought about this a fucking minute, have you? You could just... tell they were like, we desperately need a movie. We don't care how you do it. Just do something. And he was like, fine, I got this. Palpatine's back. Sorted. Job done. But how? But somehow. But, oh, JJ, you're a genius, mate. You're a genius. Take it. But, but baby Snokes and the Force. Done. <laughs> you got it, mate. You got this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a bad movie. Yeah, it wasn't But weird. I don't know. It's weird. I mean, are you of the generation that love the prequels? Mm -hmm. Yep. Because when they first came out in the, in the cinema, cinema movie times, I was about 12 or 13 or 14. I don't know. But I was old enough to appreciate them as movies, you know, mm -hmm. not just things that I'd go and see as a kid. And I loved Phantom, and I didn't like Attack of the Clones, but I loved Avenger. I love Avenger the Sith. Mm -hmm. But a load of people my age hate those films <laughs> with such a passion, and yet now they're looked back on so fondly. Yeah, they're by a whole new now. generation of people who are like. Those films are amazing. They love the story between Obi-Wan and Anakin. Mm -hmm. You know, that's something that they really gravitate to. And that's why I think everyone's so excited about the Obi-Wan series that's coming out. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, it's just bizarre because now we've got a generation of people that are like, oh, the, pre the sequels are shit. <laughs> like, mate, give it 20 years. These films are going to be lauded as <laughs> incredible works of art. There'll be memes coming out in 20 years' time of everybody just loving the sequels, just like they want yeah. to. To be Actually, fair... The Rise of Skywalker was brilliant. Here's my offhand <laughs> explaining why. Yeah, yeah. Here's a critical analysis breakdown of why everybody was wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, the prequels were an interesting one because I watched them as a kid. And back then, I think I was I was still in primary school, actually. Um, and, that makes sense. That makes sense. And, yeah. and it was very much considered like nerdy, geeky, you get bullied for liking Star Wars. Like it wasn't the cool done thing. Like if you did it, you just got bullied for it kind of thing. Um, and I remember watching, I made my dad, my dad hates anything sci-fi and he had to take me to go watch The Phantom Menace, which is like ultra sci-fi for him. He was like, this is <laughs> awful. Um, and yeah, I remember watching them when they first came out and like episode one and two for me, like when I was a kid, the first three quarters of both movies were just, I didn't really care that much. Wasn't bothered. Some lightsabers, droid shooting, whatever cool. But I always loved the final like third of both movies. So like final third, you've got... Uh, Jewel of the Fates with Darth Maul. You've got the uh, space battle going on. You've got the other ground battle with like Padme and all sorts. So I used to get like, I used to love building up to that point. So I'd sit through like the first two thirds, not really enjoying it, just so I could get to the good bit. Attack of the Clones was the same. Django Fett was like my favorite character for ages. Um, so whenever he was in, it was cool. And then again, like the last 20, 30, 40 minutes, whatever, is really good. 
Revenge of the Sith, I fucking loved. Absolutely. Like, the acting in some parts is so bad, but in, like, that really kind of... I just I just enjoy it. Even though I know it's not good, it's just good enough to make me, like, I love it. And, like, I the actual... <laughs> not just the men. But the women. But the women. And the children. And the children, too. I slaughtered them like animals. <laughs> oh, oh, God. God. Like those parts, they're so bad, but they're so funny now. Like everyone just appreciates them for just being a meme. Like, and that's what they are. But the one thing I will always give the prequels is that the choreography and the fight scenes and the actual, I guess, message of what George Lucas was trying to do was to show that like the Jedi aren't just good. Like they can Mm. screw up and mess up and be susceptible and vulnerable. And it's all about balance. And the Jedi were arrogant and stupid. Like that was the whole point of that prequel trilogy was to demonstrate that and i think again it's kind of like what you know with the last jedi the prequels were actually quite controversial because again it kind of broke the established thing of good versus evil you know the typical thing of like a new hope where the good guy sort of figures out who he is then the middle film where bad things happen and then the third film where good triumphs over evil like it's almost reversed in the prequels Mm. and i wonder if that's maybe why people didn't like them at first but also, it I think as kids have grown up and appreciated them more because obviously we've made memes out of those prequel movies. We all hold it in such this like fond esteem. Um, mm. But I still think that the battle of the heroes between Obi Wan and Anakin is just a phenomenally choreographed like battle. It's just epic. It's awesome, and the music is dope. Like you can listen mm. back to that at any time, and I get like the chills from it. And I'm like. Yep, I remember watching this as a kid. Like, and I remember buying the game on day one on PS2 and romping through it in five hours in an afternoon and finishing it because it was just so awesome. Um, I don't think that's going to happen with the sequels, though. I think they're quite universally not loved enough to have that. I think the prequels had something about them that the sequels just don't quite have, I think. I remember Empire Movie Magazine gave Attack of the Clones five stars out of five. Oh, no. And no. they were so universally attacked by it that they retracted the review how can they give i like i hate sand a five out of five that scene is in that movie how can you give that a five out of five? Oh, and that 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 was because I, I love movie magazines especially empire and i remember reading the review oh my god this is gonna be the greatest film of all time <laughs> and uh obviously it wasn't but you know like you said there were segments in it like the mass lightsaber battle was mm-hmm. just awesome yeah. Um. Obviously, Yoda and Dooku was fucking wicked. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I don't want to shit on Hayden Christensen, but Anakin was written so badly, and it was, <laughs> it just, it wasn't his fault at all. It was just, he was just such a, he was just such a dick. He just and did his best with what he had, and it just wasn't any I, good. I suppose we're meant to think he's a dick because he does, of course, eventually become Darth freaking Vader. Yeah. But throughout those films, you're meant to feel sorry for him because it, it's it's meant to be a tragic story yeah but it isn't because you're like yeah fucking to the Darth Vader you prick I'm so done with you now <laughs> snobby little moody prick Anakin like yeah. get lost kid yeah Obi-Wan's it, the true hero and you stumped all over him you don't do that to you McGregor anyone no, but you and McGregor no one does it's not fair yeah anyway back to the game I was gonna say we've got a very <laughs> sidetracked here we have we've got very we got we're very sidetracked I suppose because there isn't really a huge amount to it's like, yeah, everything's good in the in the game. Good, right? Okay, yeah. let's go. <laughs> yeah, I think we talked about the space battles, though, didn't we? And we said how it's just it's fine. Again, it's competent, it works, but yeah. it just never feels like that good. I don't feel like TT Games have ever got that quite right. No, yeah, um, because because they drill it down to its simplicity mm-hmm. of just one button to shoot, yeah, one button to go left, right, one button to dodge missiles. You know, yeah. keep it as simple as possible. It doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't feel right. I, I remember playing through Squadrons, and mm-hmm. it's a, I know it's a completely different beast, but I loved Squadrons so much. It was so much fun. I don't like space battle games at all. I really don't. Okay. Um, flight sim games, I'm not a fan of it, because I just don't feel like I've, I ever have enough control. Mm-hmm. And I was spinning around a lot. I'm going to be going right. <laughs> Why am I going left? Now, this is pod racing. Yeah. <laughs> and, but yeah, I mean, it is, it is simplicity, but it's, it just that you know, like the um the the Django Fett chase was so 
boring. Yeah. And um, it was it was just a shame, really, because it could have been quite cool. Um, like chasing Django threat through an asteroid field. Why am I not enjoying this? It should be <laughs> you know? dope. Like yeah. they should have made it like I, I think what they should have really done was made that more on rails where you just had to dodge the thermal detonators and shoot like clusters mm. or barriers other ways you were doing it and then have like a section at the end where you then just do like one health bars worth of a space battle while you're dodging thermal detonators or whatever it was. Um I felt like that would have been a cooler way to do that level. Like just yeah. flying between asteroids and him then sticking to one after you've whittled his house, you just fly around looking for him and then you find him and then he speeds off and I was like, I don't need to do this three three times. Like I, I just I don't I just don't need to do it. Um so yeah, there was a bit of a missed opportunity with that. But yeah, I think what kind of did impress me is how like there's obviously new classes or semi-new classes involved with the different characters. And like each world does actually make quite a lot of use of you're constantly having to switch and change out and trying to find like another character and figure out. Like I remember seeing a data card on the top of the Hoth base. Is it Hoth? I think it is. Um, and it's just on like this little platform just hanging from the ceiling. And I was like, how the hell do I get up there? And it took me like a good 10 minutes to actually figure out the path and the character I would need to use to actually make my way up and, and to do it. And I was like, that's that's good design you know you've got like the Django Fett level where you think someone's probably like just dialed this one in just to have another level in there yeah and then you see like the actual worlds and structures they've built and the open worldly part is immaculately designed of almost like you've got the ones that are easy so that they kind of draw you in it entices you and then it's like ah there's one wrapped behind this container figure out how to open it and I'm like cool I like that Mm. um so I feel like they came into the element when they were like building out the universe almost like you almost get through the levels so you can get to the good stuff in a way yeah um and i feel like that's maybe what they were going for of going to create the galaxy you play through the levels to unlock everything that's your tutorial skip everything else and then once you finish those now you're unleashed on the world have fun yeah. like this is the good part yeah yeah well that's what i said in my review which you can read now i'm thinking I'm <laughs> um i said it's like once you've gone through the levels every lego game is all about free play yeah it's all about free play because that's where the game begins yeah that's when you get to run around with whoever you want and get everything done and this is you know i'm looking at this now it's gonna be a mammoth undertaking to finish this thing um but yeah i'm i'm ready for it yeah but yeah that's that that's the beauty of um of tt games you know they're like right you got the levels. The levels weren't that long. I'd say probably two hours was, was the longest one, I, I reckon. Maximum, yeah. Maybe not even that. Um, And so, you know, you power through those. There's only nine of them. And then, yeah, free play. And it's like, well, here's the game. Enjoy, you know? Yeah, crack on now. That's the good part. I did... Um, Did you come across any glitches? I know, obviously, Sean mentioned it in the Slack, but um, I got, like, a couple of glitches, a couple of issues. I think on Rise of the Skywalker, you know, the bit where you land on the ship and you're on the, the creature thing and you're trying to run across to do whatever it's in the last level of the movie and um finn just got stuck in like a bit of geometry on the ship and just wouldn't move and i was like finn mate i kind of need you in order to (laughs) do this objective and then i'd switch to him nothing would work so i had to like shoot him about six times to make him respawn properly and i was like that was weird Mm. um and i had a couple of other like minor bugs but it was nothing significant but no i've had nothing um that sean's been talking about at all yeah um i've been kind of saying through it quite nicely actually nothing okay. too nothing too strenuous um there was i think something in return of the jedi i think um leia fell through the floor and then didn't come back oh i had that yeah i had that um, too so i had to had to again shoot basically shoot the top of her head <laughs> that, that was kind of like bobbling in the floor um for her to respawn but yeah nothing nothing major at all um I... very typical uh bugs I had the the funny ones where like enemy like NPCs or stuff would get like stuck in walls and it'd just be like that arm hanging out. So you just have to like really aim precise and just shoot like <laughs> the edge of their hand to be able to kill them to progress. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I guess for context, Sean was saying like some of the side mission stuff isn't particularly great at times. Like uh, like the quest markers for like a side mission will just disappear or like a character if you like start following a character to something and then go off and do something else and come back to the planet later, you've then got to just remember where that character was when you stopped following them. It doesn't like guide you back to them or anything. Um, and that basically saying, don't start a side mission, leave it half finished, go off and do something else. Just 
finish the side mission if you start it. Um, but again, I kind of skipped all the side stuff, so I didn't really come across it yet. Well, not yet anyway, but yeah, I guess it's something to think about. And I kind of said it in the stack of, I don't know if you're going to make a game that's so big and so massive and so much stuff to it, just have like a reset quest button or something so that it just places all the NPCs involved in it back at the starting point and then you just go through it again. Um, that's my personal quick fix solution to uh, video game design. Um, there you go, oh, TT Games. Yeah, yeah, easy solution. Why didn't you just do How it? How hard can it be? Guys, yeah, make, come making on. games is easy, guys. Come on. God's I'm obviously, sake. I'm obviously joking. Making games is really difficult and there's probably a lot of people like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Quite rightly. Um, but yeah, so I guess that's the only thing to look out for. But considering the size and scope of the game, I was actually, like you, really impressed at how smooth and how well everything actually ran. Like I didn't get yeah. a frame rate drop. I didn't get a crash. I didn't get anything. It was just smooth the whole way through. And even the loading screens aren't that bad either. They're really fast. No, I am getting a bit tired of hearing, um, I need someone to show me my oh, place in others. That's so annoying. It's like, can we just have an option to skip that? I love the slow zoom of all the characters. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. But we don't need that line every single time. Oh, it's so annoying. <laughs> oh, the one the one part of that that's really funny is if you look on the right side, you've got like Poe and you've got Finn next to each other. And as they hug each other, Yoda pulls his lightsaber and he goes <laughs> like right over them behind them. And everyone's like, oh, oh no Yoda's going to lob their heads off. Yeah. If you look close, like as they hug each other. Yoda just like puts a stick away and then he gets his lightsaber out and he's looking at them and he just goes, <laughs> looks really yeah. ominous. Didn't know Yoda was, Yoda was such a homophobe. That's really um, terrifying. Obviously, he's not about it. So, you know. Yeah, well, there you go. Bloody hell. <laughs> yeah, Breaking news, ladies well. and gentlemen. <laughs> Yoda homophobic confirmed. <laughs> oh, dear. There are but, some uh, great lines in it as well. Um, there's um, when you're fighting uh, Kylo on the Death Star. And he's like, we're fighting on the Death Star. <laughs> Our grandparents would be so proud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's some really good stuff. Does she follow up with something like, stop nerding out. We're having a yeah. heroic battle here. Can you stop nerding like out. We're trying to fight here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's some really creative parts. And like, I really like how if you swap out your characters and like they have a connection or like a relationship, they'll have like a line for each other. So if you have like Grievous and Obi-Wan, it'll be like, General Kenobi! And it'll be like, hello there, your move. That's cool. I really enjoyed that because I was like swapping out characters and like Kylo and Darth Vader's ones are really funny. He's like, oh my God, oh my God, he's there. He's right there. And he's like, can you please stop being like that? <laughs> Were you... um? Did you find the menus quite fiddly at first? Yes, it, it still annoys me a little bit. Like swapping characters out, it's like you'll go into the menu, you'll pick the character you want to swap, and then it'll put you in the menu where they are. And then if you press left one too many times, which is easy to do because it doesn't react immediately, it then just takes you out the whole fucking menu. And I was like, I did it like three times in a row trying to swap out a character. And I was like, this is really starting to make me angry now. This is just annoying. Um and the map menu as well. Like if you don't, I kept forgetting to press down. So it would take me to like the galaxy screen. And then you've got to zoom down like four times. And it's annoyingly like just that little bit too slow. Um, these are very minor nitpicks I'm aware of. Like we are ultra digging into like the finest grain of detail here. Mm. Um, but it did get just a little bit like, <sighs> I screwed up the menu again. Yeah. Press the button, go back into it. Yeah, it was only the character selection, the the map screen that kind of got to me a little bit, I think. Mm. Yeah, it was at first it was just mind-boggling because there's <laughs> so much information <laughs> on these bloody things because the game's so huge and you go to the galaxy and it's like, right, which which planet am I on? Right. <laughs> okay. Okay, now go down. Now go down. Go down. Okay, we'll go up. Go down. You get down. It's like it's just come on. <laughs> Just give me something here. Yeah, it <laughs> I'm takes, doing my best. It takes a long time to do very simple things. It does. Um, but that's yeah. only because the game is so freaking enormous and there's so much to get through. Yeah. Um, I think that they've managed to separate the characters quite well Yeah. in terms agreed. of their classes and their their type, I suppose. Everyone's where you would expect them to be, I guess, isn't yeah. it? Like... Yeah, I was looking for Boba Fett earlier and I was like, well, he's in the bike helmet. Yeah, of course he is. Obviously, he's right there. And um, yeah, and I like that they they, they color match to certain things. So you know, it's it, they're, they're quite easy once you work it out. It's like 
it's quite easy but the mm. game doesn't really help you along no it doesn't it kind of shows you the menu at the start and it's like cool have fun with that later and then you go back to it later and you're like this is the worst <laughs> yeah i hate everything about this please leave me alone <laughs> it's just that tiny little input delay and if they just had made it like instant responsive mm. there would have been no problem whatsoever but it's just that tiny little input delay and i get it it's trying to load up like six billion things at once because like you said this game is way too big for maybe it's own good um but yeah it's just slightly irksome yeah i mean i remember i remember saying in my review it was like i got to like the 12th paragraph i, was like, I gotta say something bad about this game <laughs> yeah. i've just been gushing about it this entire time and i really did start nitpicking and one of the things i did say was that is it too big is there too much going on it depends what level of a star wars fan you are i think yeah uh, <laughs> I, I think what kind of Lego fan you are, I think, as well as a big yeah, part of it. If if there were some things that weren't there, I think we'd be like, well, why wasn't why didn't they include that? And so mm-hmm. it's a very difficult line to tread. But yeah, I guess when I initially saw the count of like one thousand two hundred bricks or whatever it was, I was like, are you fucking joking me? Like you get six <laughs> bricks a level, and there's one thousand and one hundred of these damn things. Are you joking? Yeah. <laughs> And it was like, oh, yeah, there's like 380 characters and there's 35 ships to get. And there's like all of these mini kits that are like hundreds. And the true hero is like 45 of them. because there's 45 levels. And I was like, right. So you initially load it up and you look at the screen and you think, what have I done? Like, this is like a mammoth task. But I do think like for the audience that this is going for, it's a game that like kids have loads of time and they want to just get lost in Star Wars and do everything and complete it 100%. And the way I kind of saw it was like the 100% feels like a lot to me because I know how valuable my time now feels. Whereas, you know, when I was 15, 14 or whatever, I spent 50 hours grinding out the platinum on Final Fantasy 13, killing the same enemy for that entire time just because I had nothing better to do with my life. And I think like a game like this is just must be amazing for people who have the time and, you know, Sean's getting pretty close to doing it. And I imagine he and his kids have had a great time playing it. I don't know how he's managed that. It's ridiculous. How has he got there already? Like, I don't understand how he does this. It's just insane. Like, I mean, I'm going to call it out. Like it's, it's damn impressive. Like fair damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. But I just, I can't. Like, I think, like you, I'm going to do it as like a slow burn. It'll stay on my hard drive. If I've got a free hour and I don't want to jump into something else, I'll load up Star Wars, do a few collectibles, hop out, job done. Um, but I think it's it didn't feel too big to the point where there was filler. Weirdly enough, I thought mm. the campaign is where some of the filler is in terms of some of the battles and whatever. But I felt like they created these really cool little worlds. And I feel like all they wanted to do was just like... Sorry. Um, I feel like they were just kind of like, well, we've made these really cool worlds. Let's just give them like a crap ton of stuff to do so that they can enjoy and appreciate, you know, all the work we've done to make this Mm. look like a Star Wars universe. And yeah, yeah, I finally thought, you know what, if you're going to put in that much effort and make loads of like a lot of the content's good, you know, some of the side stuff can be a bit like that's obvious. That's just going to take 10 seconds for me to do. But fine. Um, but some of them are genuinely really well crafted. And I think actually, you know, if you're going to put that much effort in, crack on. Like it's quality yeah. and quantity, which I'm all right with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And every single planet is freaking huge. It's just And insane. there's so much to see. <laughs> and yeah. I'm, I haven't seen, I mean, what am I, 42%? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not even close. I'm not even close to seeing all of this game yet. Not me either. And. And that's crazy considering I've been to every single planet now. Yep. I've been to every planet and I've had a nose around. I've done the levels on every single one. But there's so much more. Yeah. And that, again, that's what we say. When you get to free play in a TT game, that's when the game really kicks off. You know? Yeah. And what baffled me is like in the space areas of some planets, it's like a ship, like a big mothership, like a Star Destroyer or um, like the Death Star or the ship from the sequels. And you fly onto that ship and then it's another level that you can go and explore and there's loads more psych. And I was like, I don't, I can't fathom how much time and effort they have actually put into making this game because it is Mm. just colossal. Like, and like I said, unlike other games like Assassin's Creed Unity, which had thousands of map markers of chests and 
just guff stuff that you didn't really want to do but had to do if you wanted to finish it everything in this game is either contributing to the upgrades through the crystals your studs help unlock like the data card stuff so you can get more multipliers or you know effectively cheat codes or joke codes or whatever you know everything you're doing is unlocking new characters new ships new upgrades new whatevers so it's not wasted time you're always getting new things to then play around with you know to then keep you going on wanting to collect more stuff it creates that really fun feedback loop of you get rewarded so you use those rewards to get the next things and then you keep getting rewarded and yeah i, I always think it's good when a game is making you excited to keep collecting stuff that's when you know you've got a good yeah. collector on yeah i mean i i don't think the stub multiply codes have been released yet and yep. so yet <laughs> i'm and on so times eight. Going, it's pretty good you're on times eight mm-hmm. for sake yep i'm almost at times 16 will be my next one these fucking guys i'm so almost there <laughs> swear to god True is saying, easy after that. Saying that, where am I right now? Because I'm doing it longer round. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm just collecting studs. Whereas old Lego games are like, nah, I'll wait for the code. <laughs> I ain't got that sort of time. I ain't got the time to waste for this. Ain't nobody got time for that, man. <laughs> I got stuff to do. Ain't nobody got time for that. Um, right. Oh, I'm on. I'm actually playing it right now. She's dressed. Um, I'm actually on Exegol. Where am I? Uh, yeah, I'm on times forty eight at the moment. Oh, yeah. Damn. So I've, I've I've got two more to unlock still. I've got times eight and times ten to unlock. Damn. Um. So yeah, currently on a quest for forty-eight million studs, and I'm at seventeen million right now. Oh my god! I'm just about to hit eight million, and I'm well excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's taken ages to get here. Yeah, well, that's the thing, isn't it? Once you hit a certain like, I think once you hit once you hit times six, I'm just done multipliers. Yeah, it doesn't take that long to to get the other two. That's what I noticed as well. Like you suddenly, like like I said, now if I hop in a level for True Jedi, I think the only ones I've got are the prequels because I didn't have any stud multipliers. Mm. Um, but I'm gonna literally go back and like the first stud I pick up, it'll be like ding, 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 done, and I'll be like, yeah. cool, <laughs> yeah, it's really yeah. satisfying. Okay, well, is there anything else that you want to throw in before we uh, go to bed? I don't think so, no. I just want to say it's really fucking good and I've really enjoyed being able to come on here and gush about it because it's an awesome game. We were well excited for it and it's lived up to the hype. You know, genuinely, very few games live up to the hype of what they promise, but this one delivers and more. Like, it's just spades of Star Wars awesome, nostalgic goodness. And yeah, like like I said, all the things that we've talked about that are like critiques, I guess, inverted commas, Mm. I just nitpicks like they're tiny little minuscule things that might bother you a little bit but honestly like you won't even notice them really it's only when you come out of it and you talk about it that you'll pick up on some bits but yeah yeah i think your score of a nine was pretty much exactly where i'd go as well i think it's definitely a nine out of ten game and you know if you're looking for something to fill your time with you can't do much better than this at the moment because well, no. it's massive so and it's, it's awesome. kind of the things the things that i were that i was getting nitpicky about i'm kind of over now yeah, like, like the fiddly menus and like mm-hmm. the fact that it's kind of overwhelming. Once you get your head around the menus, it's not too bad. Yeah, but at first, I don't think it really it doesn't do a good onboarding job of <laughs> letting you know how these menus work. And it's 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 intimidating, really, because it's it is, so yeah. much to take in. Yeah, um, you should listen to uh, the hint guy that he has on every level. Look out for him. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got more hints for you now <laughs> if you'd uh, like to come over. Because I don't serve any other purpose but to I'm, serve you. Here's more hints. Why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Run past me. Are you okay? Fine. That's uh, that's okay too, I guess. <laughs> that poor droid. It tries so hard to help us and we yeah. ignore him every time. It really does his best. Um, well, thank you, Mars. <laughs> thank you very much for having me. It's been what a, a treat. Time. When we've uh, both 100%ed it, we'll jump on again. Oh, yeah. So I'll see you in a couple of years then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about uh, when the Skywalker Saga 2 is announced. We'll. Uh, Sean will just come doing, back on. Sean will be doing his own podcast with his platinum trophy. Yeah, and they'll be like, uh, "I'm 98 percent of the way there." <laughs> so GTA 6 came out and got in the way. I'm almost finished <laughs> this damn game. I promise. And then we could talk about how good the sequels are by then. Yeah, absolutely. Apparently, yeah, because the Rise of Skywalker is going to be a cherished favorite <laughs> in 20 years. Sick. Yeah, you, you love it. You love it. You love it. <laughs> 
Good oh, times. yeah. Let's not waste Lando Curry's in at all. <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fair, <laughs> fair shout. Thank you, sir. And thank you very much for listening. Don't forget, Lego Skywalker Saga is out now on everything, I think. It's pretty much all over the place. Pretty much everything. Um, we've, we've been playing it on PS5. And it's very shiny, very pretty. It's on the Switch. Surely they cannot have got that game on the Switch. It is on the Switch also. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. That. I mean, it's only it's only what forty odd gig, isn't it? It's not. Oh yeah, that's true. How they managed yeah. to compress it is just that's unreal. what I mean. Like it, the loading screens must be like twenty minutes long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let us know how the loading screens are on other systems. <laughs> yeah, they're, tell us. they're not too bad on PS5. Not too bad on PS5. Um, well, that's it. Thank you very much for watching. We'll be back next week, a little bit later next week because of life getting in the way. But we'll be back next week with our normal podcast. I'm talking all good things about games. So much to talk about already. Sonic. Sonic Origins, man. We've got to talk about that. Yay, Sonic. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I'm excited for you. I'm excited to hear all about it. All the stuff that I don't know. (laughs) Thanks thanks for being excited for me. (laughs) That's that's what everyone wants to hear. Yeah, I'm excited for you. Um. Honestly, I just want to talk about um, my new manager, to be honest. But uh, oh yeah, we don't have a football podcast. So I didn't. I didn't even mention that you know I'm a Liverpool fan and that you know the recent result was. Thank you, everyone. This has been awesome. <laughs> Bye.